Now to pull on the headphones and see how it sounds. Oh, that's great. Hello and welcome to the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest in Adventures in Odyssey reviews, still in podcast form for those who don't have time to read. I'm your host, Timmy Bays. Let's get started. Today, Michael Lefevre, Ryan Matlock, and I are all recording remotely in honor of the first remotely recorded episode in Odyssey history, episode 906, Unrelatable. Wait, oh, we always do this? Oh, scrap that. Anyways, if you love talking about theology, philosophy, and Wootenisms, you're in the right place. So why don't you pull up a chair and join us? Remotely, of course, just to be safe. Alright, so the next episode is episode 906, Unrelatable, written and directed by Marshall Younger. Uh, sound designed by Christopher Deal, music by John Campbell. The first episode recorded remotely. Yes, also known as the best episode in the album. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Oh. I think. Well, I, I don't even remember what's in this album. <laughs> well, this one, I think, knocks it out of the park. Marshall Younger coming back to the show in full force. He had a couple episodes before this, but not too many. And then he dominates this album and the club and the next album. He is the best writer on the team, and I think this episode proves it. Like, it's he, it's so good. He's doing a really great job. Yes. Yeah. I can't say enough good about Marshall Younger recently. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I, we, hopefully, we'll be able to talk about that in the coming weeks, but... Uh, it's not it's not even just him like everything in this episode sound design is impeccable music is fantastic it's unlike a lot of john campbell that i've heard before and i think it fits really well katie lee has a stunning performance scott white coming out of nowhere as a fantastic character i mean he was uh, he was buddy norman's dad in the past and now he's uh, Spencer or Bradley Turnbaum, who's the escaped convict who Connie basically, well, we'll, we'll talk about that, what's, what exactly she does with him on the phone. You heard my story. You knew I was in trouble. You had a chance to, I don't know, you had a chance to tip me off that this was coming. If that's what happens when we record remotely, do that more often. This is so good. <laughs> so here's the question. Connie is, throughout this episode, making dumb choices, like taking over Wooten's show and maybe coercing Bradley a bit too much, hyper-fixating on somebody calling her unrelatable. And yet, part of the takeaway of this episode is that Connie didn't waver on her integrity on Christian issues, like from the beginning, where she said to, what's her name? The girl. The caller, Carrie, the first Carrie telling her, yeah. you need oh, to yeah. walk away if your friend's giving you, causing you to walk away from your faith. Now, that could have been unrelatable. It couldn't. It might not have been, but... After Wes, who was the guy who called in, who called her unrelatable, Connie kind of flipped. So it's kind of weird how the issue is clouded here because Connie's doing all this stuff and yet she's trying to figure out this question. I do feel like it's difficult with Connie in this era because (laughs) she's been a Christian for so long. She has that, I'm a Christian card. I make good choices. I'm responsible and mature. She has that card, Hmm. but the writers continue to use her as they did in the very beginning, as the I'm a young Christian and I'm learning card. And that's not to say that when you're a mature Christian, you can't learn. But she does seem to go on these emotional, immature tirades a little bit (laughs) in different episodes. And it's like, okay, I feel like we're past this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like one of Connie's character flaws, if we want to call it that, is the fact that 
she is um oh what's the what's the word i want um insecure yes that's the word i want okay, insecure she's in, she's inconsistent insecure <laughs> and she's been this way ever since uh, but anyone she's insecure about who she is she's insecure about what people think about her and especially insecure about what she wants to be when she grows up whenever that would happen if it ever does um <laughs> And so I feel like this is just like using this this insecurity that we know she has to to go go ahead like like you said like she she's you know young Christian but also I mean lots of people who are quote unquote mature Christians have this as well but yeah it, it fits her character still she's growing but she also has similar flaws so it mm. makes sense to me I never thought of it that way appreciate that I think it brings up a really good question of since Connie is an imperfect character and she's making these dumb decisions throughout the episode. And yet still, we know she's a Christian. She's been on the show for 70 albums, 30 years <laughs> in our time. And she has integrity. She's kept to her standards. She, we know what her standards are. And she lives by those standards in this episode, even as she continues to make mistakes in this episode. Yep. She ends her final monologue by saying, maybe I even lost some listeners today. I don't apologize for that. I feel like in mm. that, that could be taken in a double meaning. Like, she's saying that maybe I acted immaturely. I don't apologize for that. That's something she's got to work through. And I think Marshall Younger, I had a, we had an interview with Marshall Younger that I can't release for a couple different reasons. But it was so interesting in that because we brought out, well, maybe Connie was acting immaturely. And he said something like, well, God can still use us in, imperfectly, even though we're imperfect. Um, mm -hmm. Because we know what Connie's standards are. We know that she she might behave that way. But... The bigger question is, when faced with the issue of whether or not to turn Bradley in, she's stuck to her integrity. So, I think Connie's referring to her Christian beliefs when she's talking about losing listeners, not the fact right. that she mm -hmm. totally took over Wooten's show, and the listeners took to her show and be like, well, you did that, so I'm not going to listen to you for that, no. Yeah, I don't think many people stopped listening to her because she took over the show. I think they're, she, she is referring to yeah. the sticking to her Christian values. Well, that's fair. Yeah. When I was listening yeah. to this, I was listening with my wife and we got to the point where she's like, I don't apologize for that. I think one of us was like, but you should apologize for taking over Wooten's show and acting vain <laughs> the entire time. Yep. Wooten is so, if I can jump in here, Wooten is so, I don't know if the word's passive aggressive or what, but he's got lines <laughs> all throughout the episode where he's like, he, Jeremy calls in. Did you catch the Marshall Younger cameo? Marshall was Jeremy, the guy who was calling about oh, okay. uh, the girl he likes. Yeah, like the, the third caller. Oh. Anyway, Wooten, <laughs> there's this girl in my class that I kind of like. Oh, okay. But <laughs> Wooten's talking to him. He's like, no, no, Connie's taking over the show. But as soon as she receives the affirmation she most desperately desires, we'll talk. <laughs> I also like oh, no. the line where he's like, just to summarize, you can talk about anything with me or you can talk to Connie about Connie. Your choice. Yes. Connie goes, nice. <laughs> it's He's so Very good. Smooth. He's such a good comic relief because the humor is so well placed in this episode that you mm -hmm. can cut it out and still have a coherent episode, but not one that's not as fun. And then you add in the humor. It fits well. There are little breaks with Wooten. Wooten is sane. Wooten is making great jokes. The ending is super tense. This guy was just arrested by the police. Wooten goes, oh, he was in your house. Yeah. <laughs> he ate, he a, ate mango. a mango. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's so great. And, 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 yeah, I appreciate Wooten kind of being the voice of the kids that are listening to yeah. the show. Because for, for, for us, it's like, well, this is creepy. But, but Wooten's like, I'm the eight-year-old, right? 
<laughs> yeah, right. He's yeah. Like, that was really creepy. And I was like, man, yeah, this show ended really creepy also, but it, it made it into a kid-friendly show just to have Wooten there to, to uh, uh, be the kid experiencing what was going on. Yeah. Any other character in Odyssey would not have worked in this episode. Well, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. I really appreciated Wooten's presence in this episode just because, like, generally, I don't know how much I like Wooten in the like, the newer era. Like, there's episodes I like him and episodes I don't. But generally, my the way I look at it is that Wooten did really well pre-Album 50 because he generally spoke to children. Like, sometimes he was hanging out with mm-hmm. Wit and the crew, but generally he was with Grady yep. or some other kid. And yep. that's where Wooten's character really shines because he has a fun, playful personality that is meant to be around children and just really pour into the children and kind of relate to them and here he's able to do that really well because he's on a radio show for children and yes he's talking to connie through most of the episode but it doesn't feel like he's talking to connie it feels like he's talking to kids around connie Mm -hmm. and that's good Mm -hmm. and i think at marshall yogurt writing for wooden recently he knows how to write for wooden oh he does i love the throwback to uh do or diet yes did you catch that (laughs) (laughs) talking about connie being unrelatable oh i know what you mean she told me to exercise for 30 minutes a day Was that all that he did during that time? No wonder he wasn't right. losing weight at the start. <laughs> Where I was going a long time ago with, with talking about Wooten was... No, this is great. I like I love this this discussion. No, yeah, You were just like, do you guys see where I'm going? And then we just like yeah. went in probably a completely different direction. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys are great. I'm editing this. It's fine. So Connie says, I may very well have lost some friends throughout my life because of the choices I've made. And throughout this past year... I have as well, and I've tried Hmm. to figure out, have I lost those friends because I made a dumb choice and because I was immature or because I stuck to my faith? The question Hmm. that was brought up is, is she lacking in empathy because Hmm. she heard his story and then all of a sudden, no, he's an escaped convict, so we have to arrest him. Was she jumping to condemn him instead of trying to help him? Or trying to was she trying to shove Christianity down his throat instead of looking to what his physical needs were first? I, f- I feel like like Bradley opened the door for that as well. He opened the door for it too because he was telling Connie that hey, I remember that this choice I made thirty years ago in Odyssey time, right, where I decided not to ask you about the Bible study because I was um, I was afraid about what my friends would say. He opens the door for for that conversation as well, and so I feel like when with Connie telling him about, hey, you need to make Jesus Lord of your life, you need to change and 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 turn your life over to Him, was not only is that definitely the right answer, anyways. For one, that's who she is. For two, it's the show that she's on, and this is the kind of advice she gives. And for three, she knows he's receptive to this because this is already something he regrets. Yeah, I think that. Advice needs to be tailored to a specific situation. And unfortunately, I don't think that placing a big, like, oh, just God is, or Jesus as your label for fixing everything, it's not specific enough. Or at least it's not the way I would counsel somebody mm-hmm. if they said, like, hey, my life's just really out of whack. I would say, okay, why is it out of whack? Well, I'm just making bad choices. Okay, so how do you think you could make better choices? Then mm-hmm. maybe the conversation shifts to, like, well, when you make choices based on a biblical worldview, those tend to work out better because God has, he said, don't lie, don't steal, don't do all these things. And he doesn't say those to be mean. He says those because if you do those things, you're going to have a bad life. You're mm-hmm. going to make mistakes and people mm-hmm. are going to not appreciate that and put you behind bars. And yeah. it's just, it works out a lot better when you go to God's plan. And so then I might say like, 
hey, you could just like try to follow these uh, guidelines and see how they work out for you, but it's going to probably work a lot better if you have faith in it. And if you have faith in it, then you might as well yeah. become a Christian if you have faith in that. But ultimately, I would like I wouldn't say, oh yeah, just follow all our rules and uh, all that. I would say mm-hmm. that's what I do. That's why my choice. That's what I attribute to my success. Yeah. in not being in jail. <laughs> so is is that what Connie does? She sort of does it. I would say that she gets pretty close. Yeah. There's just a few places where the generic you need to turn your life over to Christ or you'll never be able to fix your situation. That's not quite true. I think that what I would say is like when he's saying things like my choices are limited, my answer would be like, well, yes, but you have autonomy. You have the choice. You, you, in your yeah. limited a number of choices, you can choose the right thing and eventually your choices will open up. Right. But she, I think mm-hmm. she's just like, no, no, become a Christian, no. become a Christian. So that's the, become that's a Christian. actually not what she says. What she said, what he says is he says something about his choices being limited. And she says, you have mm-hmm. uh, however many choices, thousands of choices every, every day. day. And that's she right. also says, Jesus can redeem you right here, right now. That's not even just talking about Christianity. That's talking about sanctification, which you know starts with justification, which is faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. But I think more of what she's talking about is that biblical worldview that you were talking about, Ryan. You know, a lot of this mm-hmm. does play into what what assumptions are you reading into the episode and what are you thinking the episode's saying that it's not and if it didn't cover all the bases like Connie being perfectly empathetic I don't think was the point here but you could say oh Odyssey's talking about not being empathetic is okay well no not exactly <laughs> do, do you know what I mean where I'm coming from with this yeah yeah mm-hmm. and it's like it's a short 25 minute episode so you're not gonna have a lot of time to be like hold on let me clarify I'm saying it this way I'm not well, trying to say it I this don't... way so there are there is pl- there is room for people to take away from it things that it's not trying to say yeah and going mm-hmm. back to connie at the beginning i, I don't think know that that'll be make a good episode just a, uh, like shoving that in there no <laughs> i think it's good that connie's imperfect yeah i mean i, I feel like I, I forget what chris's ending was to this episode but if i were to make an ending based on our review at least the moral of the, the story is god uses imperfect people to impact people that's how he's done it since day one right even though he could just use you know angels or perfect whatever things to, to, to reach the world he chooses to use us. That'd be really and neat. that's the beauty of the gospel. That would be really cool if, like, Chris's wrap-up wasn't about the choices in the episode, but it was, like, to clarify additionally on the meta of the episode and how Connie helps. Yeah. I think that's what we're here for. Helps, helps the guy. Yeah. I, I think, well, Marshall said he was really gratified that we were debating the episode because he doesn't get to hear that often. <laughs> so I think that's I think it's kind of why he wrote it, to inspire that debate. Uh, and Timmy, kind of jumping yeah. off what you said, what even though like we're imperfect people, so why should we? Uh, this is devil's advocate here, but why, why should we follow the law? Why, why or why should we follow the Bible if we are imperfect and we're going to make those those choices? Why why bother Man. trying to stick to the Bible standard? If if I were to answer that and and fr- from a, just a secular standpoint, I would say, hey, the 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 ideas, the the commands, the things that the Bible gives us, they actually end up for good. Deuteronomy, God's giving the laws to Moses, and he says, all these commandments are for your good all always. And some of them obviously are for your good, and some of them you'll figure out later in life are for your good. And some of them you'll figure out in heaven, oh, that was for my good. But the things that God asks us to do are for our good, for the benefit of other people, and so that we can understand God's character in in a bigger way. And when we look at history, and people are quick to call us out of, of 
quotes and quotes Christians doing terrible things. And that's obviously there. But the Christians that actually follow, who are living up to what God has asked, are the ones that are inarguably making positive differences in the world. Yeah, we also have to understand that the culture is anti-Christianity in so many ways. And so what oh, yeah. the culture sees yeah. as unrelatable and as, Connie, why are you holding these standards? You, you're so perfect. Of course, people are going to think she's unrelatable. I I, I don't know yeah. if Wes was a Christian or not. Mm-hmm. But what the culture in the world sees as unrelatable and impractical and whatever, uh, unrealistic, that is an eternal standard. And although we're not necessarily saved by that standard because we're saved through Christ, it's the spirit working right. in us that causes us to be different. And that doesn't mean that everything we yeah. do is is fine because we can st- we're, we're still imperfect. We still do stupid stuff all the time. Yeah, we're on a journey. But like Connie said, I think it was a brilliant line from Marshall, making Jesus the Lord of your choices is what we mm. need to do every single day. Yeah. All right. Any any last words? Overall, thought it was a great episode. Very fun. Um, one honorable mention as far as Wooten's line about the fire department putting him on old. Uh, <laughs> I was just uh, no, but I thought I thought it was a very funny episode uh, from Wooten's perspective, but still like had lots of really great tone and uh, serious points, and overall a very decent message. So I'd say. I'm going to do 10 out of 10 mangoes, actually. I mean, another great line from the episode. (laughs) Yes. Create a mango. (laughs) 10 mangoes. Yeah. I'll definitely give this one. I think I'll give this one 9 out of 10 named constellations. What? Wait, is it stars or constellations? I think it's stars. Oh, it is stars. Is it stars? Okay, let me say that again. (laughs) Wait, I want to pause here. 9 out of 10? What's your... What's your Pause. caveat? Nine. Why not ten? Yeah, why not ten? I think that the one thing that I would have changed, like often in Odyssey, is that a kid listening to this episode could easily come away from it thinking, oh man, one choice that I make might change, <laughs> might like doom me to hell, you know, something something like yeah. that. <laughs> one moment shouldn't define a person's life, but sometimes it does. I don't think they did that. But I think that in my mind, when when my wife and I were listening to it, that was like the one criticism we had of this was like, ooh, they kind of probably should have clarified that just for those like kids that are like super literalistic That's when fair. they think, which yeah. is kids, right? No, right. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm going to give this 9.5 out of 10 named stars that's that's a really fair nitpick i I i'm turning more calvinist maybe that's what's going on i don't know what's going on but i didn't i didn't mind that so given i don't know my reaction when listening to this and how fantastic this one is in comparison with the others and how great this was even as a remote episode uh it's hands down 10 out of 10 smoke alarms nice please proceed to the exit of the episode (laughs) proceed to the exit of the episode (laughs) all right we're done Whoa, all the deep questions and not enough time to talk about them all. But if you want to keep talking about the show, you'll find a bevy. I've always wanted to say, uh, just kidding. Not going to rehash that joke. Lots of ways to connect with the Odyssey community. You can leave a comment on this podcast, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash odysseyscoop, or chat about the episode on our message boards at odysseyscoop.com slash forum. And if you've just discovered our podcast, or even if you've been listening since day one, scroll down odysseyscoopcast.com to find our past reviews and check back soon to hear our review of the next episode, The Protector. Until then, thanks so much for listening to the Odyssey Scoopcast. On behalf of our team here, I'm Timmy Bays, reminding you to never be without the Odyssey Scoop. 
was going to make a joke about how they finally learned how to record in closets, and we've been doing that this whole time. <laughs> no, that's fair. They just never wanted to before. We're like over here. Ryan's just stuck in his closet because the baby's going to be making a lot of noise. I am legit in my closet right now. <laughs> I think we can hear that. <laughs> oh, man.